My name is Pastor Kenny Mukwena. Um, I pastor a church in Hetfield, 1025 Park Street. Thank you so much for tuning into this broadcast today. Thank you for also having been part of these broadcasts in the past weeks. Uh, I'm feeling more and more connected with you, even as we expound on the Word of God together. And I want to um, ask you, if this message has been a blessing to you, please send me a text or WhatsApp message on zero six six zero six six zero two five zero zero six six zero six six zero two five zero or an email at info at the blessed generation dot org info at the blessed generation dot org and your uh, testimony is going to encourage me greatly thank you once again for joining us we are talking about the god of supply this is part three of our message the God of supply we are looking at the heart of God here and when we when we launched these um, series we looked at Romans 10 17 and you know Romans 10 17 is so important especially if you look at it from the new living translation it says so faith comes from hearing faith comes from hearing and I want you to see that word hearing there because it's a present continuous term it says so faith comes from hearing that is hearing the good news about christ so this tells me that we need to continuously hear the good news about christ that is why you know my my ministry focus on preaching on the goodness of god and our mission is him we preach According to Colossians 1 verse 28, him we preach and we preach the goodness of God. We believe that we experience the goodness of the Lord every moment of every day because him we preach. We focus on preaching the good news about Jesus Christ because Acts 10 38 says um, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good healing all those who were oppressed of the devil because god was with him even when you look at um, isaiah 61 and luke 418 jesus says the spirit of the lord is upon me because the lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor now we need to preach the good news about jesus christ because people will want to associate with god through jesus christ when they know the good news about him people will have faith in the good news about jesus christ when they hear the good news about jesus christ we need to focus on him focus on preaching the good news because the gospel is good news that is why here the scripture in the new living translation says faith comes from hearing the good news about Jesus Christ. Now today I want to uh, look at a few aspects concerning uh, the goodness of the Lord and Romans 10, 17. Because, you know, it's important for us, if we are going to see God as a God of supply, we need to find a distinction between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I'm talking about the law here, because the law was about demanding from us and we had to, you know, um, uh, perform and perform and perform in the old covenant. And then God responds to us. But in the new covenant, 
It is God who has extended his gracious hand to us when he gave us his son. And then we are the one who respond to the to the to the blessing and we receive. And therefore, from the position of the fact that we have received, that is when you know we can do these good works. We don't do good works to attain righteousness or justification from God. But we do good works because it is our nature to produce good works. You know, the Bible says God is love. God does not have love. He does not do things to prove that he is love. No, but because God is love. And then from that nature, God is able to expand, to, ex to extend his love towards us. And this is so important for us to understand, especially uh, from the perspective of the fact that the law was making a demand on us from the flesh. Remember, the law demanded obedience from us. And now when we obey, you can only obey in your flesh by performing, by doing something. That is why the Bible in the book of Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, if you've been listening to these broadcasts in the previous weeks that we have been, you know, dealing not only with this series that we began, the previous one we're talking about the truth about giving. We were, we were saying, you know, in the new covenant, we don't give to get, but we get to give. We don't tithe to be blessed, but we tithe because we are blessed. We don't tithe for the blessing, but we tithe from the blessing. And that is important because it reflects the distinction between the old covenant and the new covenant because the old covenant was about obedience. And if you do not obey, the curse would come upon you. Now, when we talk about the curse, the curse of the law, we're talking about the curse of disobedience because the law tells you, do this. And if you don't do it, then a curse comes upon you. But if the law says do this and then you do it in the old covenant, then the blessing will come upon you. Now, you look at, at, at Deuteronomy 28 from verse 1. That's where you see it begins by giving a condition. Every time you see if in the scriptures and that if relates to your performance, for you to make that scripture to become relevant in New Testament times, you must first remove the if. When you remove the if, the condition is taken away because Jesus has complied and fulfilled the if. Now, we, we read the part where Jesus says, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Now, Jesus has fulfilled the law. He has fulfilled the law. And then by fulfilling the law and he died on the cross for having not violated the law, we ride on his obedience. And now today, we have been redeemed from the curse of disobedience because we are not under the law, but we are under grace. We are not regulated by the do's and don'ts of the Bible, but we are under grace. So this is very important for us to understand. And I want to bring in now um, Luke chapter 7. This is the story that we all know about where Jesus healed a centurion servant. Maybe just to give you a little bit of a background of this story. You know, um, the Bible says one time Jesus Christ entered Capernaum uh, and then a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and was about to die. So now this is very important. When you look at verse 3 of Luke uh, chapter 7, uh, it says, so when he, the centurion, heard about Jesus, underline that, when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. Now, verse 3 says, 
when he heard about Jesus. We said uh, Romans 10:17 from the New Living Translation um the the the, the scripture says Faith comes from hearing and hearing the good news about Jesus Christ. Now, in Luke 7, verse 3, the Bible says, So when the centurion heard about Jesus, now we ask ourselves, what did he hear about Jesus that made him to send the elders of the Jews to him? The Bible here says, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. I don't think, honestly, that he sent the elders to say, go and plead with Jesus to come and heal my servant. He probably asked them to say, go and ask Jesus uh, to heal my servant. And we're going to see it as we as we move along with, with this scripture. But the most important thing I want you to see here, which is so crucial for us, even as ministers of the gospel of Christ, what are we preaching in our churches? Are we preaching a message that people hear the good news about Jesus so that they can have faith, so that they can believe that he heals, so that they can believe that he wants to heal them, he wants to bless them, he wants to supply to them, he wants to meet their needs. We must preach to them and tell them that God is a God of supply. When we tell them that God is a God of supply and show them in the scriptures and they believe that God is a God of supply because, you know, as I said in the previous episode, you cannot be able to do that and show people God's heart without revelation. No, you can't. You can't tell people that God is a God of supply without connecting them with the scriptures and, and encouraging them to fellowship with the Holy Spirit so that they can get revelation. And you cannot do that by just pointing them to the scriptures. You need to point them to Jesus because it's, a good new, it's the good news about Jesus. He is the one who supplies our needs. He is the one who heals us. I mean, God heals us through him. So now when he was on earth, he went about doing good. I believe that this centurion must have had something that Jesus Christ has done. This centurion, remember this centurion, uh, he was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. He was a Roman soldier. He didn't know about the law of Moses. He didn't know about the requirements that needed to be complied with. He didn't know about the law. So he, did, he was not bound by the law. He was not subject to the law. He did not have to obey the law. All he had was the good news about Jesus Christ, apart from the law. And on the basis of what he heard about Jesus, he sent the elders of the Jews to go and, you know, the verse here says, plead to plead with him to come and heal him. Now, this very interesting. I want you to see now the difference between grace and, and, and law so that we see God as a God of supply and we're able to see his heart even from these scriptures. And then the Bible says the... the the, the elders of the Jew, they went uh, to Jesus. But what they said to Jesus did not reflect the centurion's state of mind when he sent them to Jesus. It reflected their condition under the law. If you look at verse 4, it says, And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this, was deserving. Look at that. Underline that one. Deserving. They went and they said to him, and actually, I, I, I can tell you now, uh, when, you, when, when you read the scriptures and you fellowship with the word and you look at Jesus, how it does, what it did, 
Jesus was not talking a lot, you know. Um, uh, the Bible talk about the Canaanite woman as well, which is a story also, which is uh, closely closely related uh, to this. I think you you know the story of the of the um, homemaker, that Canaanite woman in Matthew chapter fifteen from verse twenty two, who the Bible says she 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 followed the disciples, she followed uh, the Jesus, and busy saying him, uh, my my daughter is demon possessed. The Bible says Jesus Christ kept quiet. He said nothing. He said nothing until the disciples came and said, Lord, send her away. She's going to weary us, this one, because she's too persistent and she's not quitting. Even when they came to stone, when they brought the woman who was caught in the act of adultery, we don't see Jesus saying anything. These guys come and say, Lord, we caught this woman in the very act. What do you say? Moses says we should stone her. What do you say? The Bible says Jesus said nothing and they kept asking Jesus tell us what do you say he said nothing to a point where they even he, Jesus went down and then he began to write on the on 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 the, on the ground he said nothing so even here the verse says when they came to Jesus they begged him earnestly not that he needed to be begged but they begged him they went there with an attitude that because this Roman centurion was deserving if we tell him that this guy was deserving and we plead with him earnestly maybe he's going to 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 accept you also need to understand that why these elders of the jew uh, um, actually agreed to go to jesus you'll understand that a centurion um it's a it's a, it's a commander who has at least 100 soldiers if i'm not mistaken under him so this centurion was a man of authority. And, you know, at that time, remember that the, 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 the Israel was under the dominion and authority and rulership of the Romans. So when the, when, when the centurion went to the elders and said, this is what I want you to do for me, because of his authority, they obliged to say, no, we're going to go and talk to Jesus. And when they went to Jesus, as a favor to the centurion, so that they can win some favors with him. They then went to Jesus to beg him. I believe that they were not begging the centurion for the centurion. They were begging the they, they were begging Jesus for what they stand they stood to benefit from the centurion if Jesus Christ would agree. That is why they begged him earnestly. Not that Jesus Christ needed to be begged. Now look at this. Now the Bible says they said to Jesus that Lord, this guy. This centurion is deserving. He loves our nation and has built a synagogue for us. Look at this. Now, the centurion had the goodness about Jesus. And when he had, I, I, I believe that he, they heard that Jesus Christ healed. Because wherever Jesus Christ went, he healed them all. He healed them all. Whoever was sick, we do not even see one case where a sick person came to Jesus and Jesus asked him, uh, um, what is your name? Are you born again? Are you a sinner or not a sinner? Jesus Christ healed all without asking any question. No question at all. He healed them all. So the centurion heard about that. He only heard that Jesus Christ healed. He probably heard, maybe asked, what are the people paying for him? He said, no, they pay nothing. He just healed them. I mean, he, Jesus. at some point, Jesus Christ was in a room somewhere, and they brought the sick. Many of those who were demon-possessed, he casted out the devils out of them, and he healed them all. So this message reached the centurion. And on the basis of the goodness of the Lord alone, 
he sent the elders of the Jews. But when the elders, they called to Jesus, they said, Lord, we've got a dude here who is deserving. You must go and heal his son because this guy is deserving. Now, the Bible says, um, then Jesus Christ said, okay, I'll go with you. And as he was going to the house, you know, approaching the house, the centurion sent his friends. And then the friends came and said uh, to, the, to the elders of the Jews, no, don't trouble. Uh, actually, they said to Jesus, don't trouble yourself. You don't have to come. The centurion says, you don't have to come because he's not worthy that you should enter his roof. Therefore, just say your word. And actually, this, this guy, look at this, look at this. If you read, if you read Luke 6, um, a, a verse, maybe looking at it from, from verse 6, it says, Then Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from their house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter my roof. Now look at this. The, the elders of the Jews were under the law, who believed in performance, who looked at what they could do. Yes, Jesus Christ coming, the God of supply is coming. He's in the business of supplying. He demands nothing from people. He wants people to, to approach him based on his goodness, nothing else, based on his goodness. He doesn't charge a fee. He does not put requirements on the table. He does not ask questions. If someone says, I want to build, the questions that Jesus Christ would ask, he says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And then he says, yes, I believe. And then says, be healed according to your faith. That's all he was looking for, faith, nothing else, no requirements. Now, he, it was under the law at the time. Jesus was born under the law and he subjected himself under the law, but he did not relate with people on the basis of the law. He related with people on the basis of his goodness. And he came to earth to supply to mankind, to show them that, you know what, the same Christ that you see supplying today is the same Christ that will die one day. And when he dies... He will return as the Holy Spirit. He will continue to supply the same way that you saw him in the flesh, supplying and supplying and supplying. He's the same one that is going to return in the power of the Holy Spirit and he's going to continue to supply. So look at this. The, 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 the elders of the Jews says, this one is deserving. Look at the centurion himself. A man who is not under the law, he says, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. He is not going to Jesus looking at his worthiness, looking at his value, looking at what he's able to do, looking at his qualification. He's going to Jesus. His eyes are not on him, but his eyes are on Jesus. And then I want you to see something here. And then he says also in verse 7, Therefore I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. He's repeating it. First he says, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. Do you really see how good God is? God is a good God, man. God is a good. And then Jesus, when he had this, when he had this kind of attitude, because it's not about the fact that the, that the centurion was under authority. No, it was the fact that Jesus, the centurion came to him and he was not looking at himself. He was looking at Jesus. Oh, we've run out of time again. I don't know why we always run out of time when we are getting to the most interesting part of this text. But we will connect again next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this broadcast. 
today. And thank you for listening. And I know that God is transforming your life. You are growing in your knowledge of faith. You are seeing the scriptures as the scriptures are intended for. If you are in a, around the Pretoria area or Joburg area, come and visit us at 1025 Park Street every Wednesday and every Sunday. Wednesday it's 6 o'clock and Sunday it's 10 a.m. We preach him. We preach Jesus crucified. We preach the good news about Jesus Christ. And when we hear the good news about Jesus Christ, your faith is going to grow. I'm also on TBN half past five every every Thursday. So I, I, I encourage you to um, tune in. If you want to see the face to this voice, you tune in and I know that you're going to be blessed. Connect with me on Facebook and on Instagram. My handle on Instagram is Kenny T. Mukwena and on Facebook is Kenny T. Mukwena. And also you can download my podcast for free on iTunes and be nourished. There's so many confessions that we put there. God is going to bless you as we do that. Thank you so much for joining us. Until we meet again, I am out of here.